This is Women Road Warriors with Shelly Johnson and Kathy Takaro. If you drive long haul, short haul, or heavy haul, they're here to empower and inspire women in the trades on TNCRadio.live. So gear down, sit back, and enjoy. Welcome to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy DeCaro. We're a show that works to inspire and empower women in trucking, in the trades, and everywhere. We tackle all kinds of topics and work to encourage women to be their very best with informative guests and women who've been champions. I'm Shelley and... I'm Kathy. We all love our pets, but sometimes we have a particular fur baby who's just plain stubborn, or worse yet, just plain naughty. Have you ever wanted to get into their heads and understand what they're thinking? We've all heard of animal whisperers. There are pet communicators. Coriel Kramer is one of them, but she takes it to a whole new level. She can connect and talk to animals to help with unwanted behavior. She helps both pets and their owners work through issues. She also helps animals be better understood by their human parents. She's identified various personality types and talks about animal dynamics. There's six. They include the energetic, the sensory, the rule breaker, the direct and demanding one, the transcendent, and the shifter. All of this is super cool and we want to learn more. Coriel has the insight that all pet owners want to know. We've got Coriel with us today and we're excited. Welcome, Coriel. Hello, ladies. Wonderful Hi. to be here. Yes. So tell us, how does all of this work? Tell us more about yourself and how do you communicate with animals? Uh, that's a lot of information, but I will try to break it down. So uh, I've been doing this since I was a kid. I tell people unprofessionally since I was a kid and professionally for the last 25 years. Uh, how I communicate with animals is basically the way the animal dynamics were created, um, how they evolved. What I do is I connect to the person's energy, whoever I'm talking to, and then I use your love for your animal as kind of like a cable to your animal themselves. And then what I do is, is that I get their personalities and the personalities work in a couple of different ways. They help me to know how to connect to your animal and how to approach your animal in that connection so that I'm not trying to talk to or connect to an a sensory the same way I do the direct and demanding one because they're totally different dynamics. They're on the opposite ends of the spectrum. And then what I was doing is the, the other reason I did it is because it, it lets you know that I have your animal. It gives you confirmation that I have that animal, whoever it is that you wanted me to connect to, whether they're living or in spirit. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So do animals have a different way of communicating? I mean, obviously they don't have our language, so. Actually they do to a certain extent. I, it's, it's different, a domesticated animal, because interestingly enough, because they've been spending so much time with us, you know, it's, think of it like learning and living in another country and learning that language. So at, in the beginning, more, more than likely when we first domesticated the animals, the, probably they were having a, a difficult time understanding us. Uh, there was a bit of a language barrier, but what's happened over the years of them 
evolving with us is, is that they do pretty much speak in the same language that we do. Now, wild animals speak in a different language. They're, it's more, it's, they use different phrases. They use different words. They're more about uh, the freedom of expression. It's more like a poetic kind of like communication as opposed to the domesticated animal, which could be poetic to, in their own way, but they use a different um, uh, form of words. Mm-hmm. So um, when I connect to an animal, I actually hear them in their voice and they use words so it's for me it's kind of like just connecting to a human being and listening to them and talking to them in the same way interesting so is it kind of like mental telepathy it is animals are telepathic they um they they and so are we actually humans are telepathic but what it is is that uh we tend we have a tendency not to really hone that The difference between me and someone else really is that I use my telepathic intuitive skills, natural abilities, you know, on a moment to moment to moment basis. So it's almost like you going to the gym and the more you put into it, the more you get out of it, the less you put into it, the less you get out of it. So the more you use it, the stronger you become. So for me, um, what it is, is that the telepathic communications for me happen without even thinking about it. So a telepathic communication is basically either images, feelings, uh, words, uh, uh, sounds, colors across, sent across some form of a distance. So it's not verbally, it's more mentally. It's more intuitively. So the animals send me all this information. Sometimes I'll get words and phrases and sentences. Sometimes I'll get a a musical song and I interpret what that song means for their person. Sometimes I get an empathic feeling because I'm also empathic. So I get a sense for how the animal feels in their body. Sometimes I get images and colors. Sometimes I get cartoons. It's like a Warner Brothers cartoon sometimes in my head. Wow. (laughs) Um, So, but what it is, is that I've been doing this for a hot minute. So I can take all that information and then intuitively put it together so that I can get the whole bigger picture about what's going on. Okay. I think that's fabulous. That's that's super (laughs) fascinating. I, I mean, I, I've had a few personal experiences with, you know, random telepathic messages myself uh, over the years with random things, but mm-hmm. to have animals. Um, so w- w- would it be like when you're, when you're walking down the street, do you pick up messages from the random dogs that are walking by or? Do, do they- I have I, sometimes, sometimes, but sometimes I put up my filters so that I can get through my day. Gotcha. <laughs> I, I live in a, I live in a place that's a very dog oriented city. It's um, I live outside of Santa Fe, New Mexico. Almost everybody's got a dog. If they don't got a dog, they got a cat. If they don't have a cat, they have a dog and a has horse and a cat, you know? So it's like, mm. I would never be able to get through my day and do my shopping if I didn't put up filters. So I, I put up the filters so that I can also get sleep. You know, I don't want Mm -hmm. some animals like my close, um, my close clients, 
I, I do sometimes get them, you know, in my sleep or connecting to me through my sleep or, or just when I'm about to wake up or something else like that there. But in general, I have filters up so I can get through my day, so to speak. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's helpful. Now you have animal dynamics here in, in, in six personality types. These are mm -hmm. really interesting. Um, how did you come to these classifications and... What are all the classifications about? You start with the energetic and the sensory, the rule breaker, the direct and demanding one, the transcendent and the shifter. Did you kind of want to summarize maybe a little on each personality type? Sure. Um, the way that I came about them was like I said before, I, I was doing that animal dynamics before I even knew what the animal dynamics were. I was getting animals' personalities. So I would say, you know, to the person, you know, your, your cat's kind of like a, a surfer dude, or your cat is really into shenanigans, you know, or your dog is really into, you know, being in your face, super friendly. So this would help people to understand um, what that I had their animal and to confirm it because they would always be like, oh yeah, that's a hundred percent. That's my, that's my animal. So what the animal dynamics are in a nutshell is they are the personality archetypes. Um, an animal can be made up of one or more, hence the shifter, which is a little bit of everybody, but there's usually one core. That's what I call driving the bus at any given moment. So I will get their core dynamic, their secondary dynamic. If there's a third dynamic or a fourth dynamic, I will bring that in. And of course, if they're the shifter, that's all six of them all at once. So each personality is in what I call a plus spectrum, which is healthy and they're, they're acting normal and they're acting, you know, pretty much status quo. And then there's the minus spectrum and the minus spectrum is when a personality is in a negative or discordant state. And what can happen then is because they're not feeling well, they can be exhibiting unwanted behaviors. They can be exhibiting physical issues such as rashes or they can't walk or all of a sudden they're becoming super aggressive. Um, yeah, so it, it helps you to understand when your animal, they, they make it so easy to understand when your animal is healthy and might have an issue or a problem. And because of that, they give you the blueprint, so to speak, of finding out how to get your animal back into a healthy state with the, um, the different traits that I have. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, go ahead. Do animals uh, feel emotion, like happy, love, uh, sad? depressed, obviously angry? Absolutely, 100%. Okay. If anybody ever tells me that animals can't feel, mm -hmm. they have absolutely no idea what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. Okay, because we've all seen animals being aggressive. We've all seen animals sometimes having severe trauma and the, the mental issues that come with that. We've all experienced animals who seem like they're just not themselves. They're, they're, you know, for want of a better way of saying it, they're either concerned about their person or they just don't, they feel maybe, or they look kind of sad. So yes, animals can absolutely express emotion. They can absolutely reason. 
Um, it's not just instinct. This has been my opinion. Now, some people might think I'm wackadoo and that's okay. I don't, you know, I, I can't make this stuff up. That's what I tell people. I've been doing this for so many years. There's been so many amazing communications that I've gotten. I can't make it up. I don't have that much of imagination. <laughs> I really don't, you know? Mm-hmm. So yes, animals can absolutely feel emotion. Well, I know that I've always felt unconditional love for my mm-hmm. fur babies. Um, I've had a couple dogs, but primarily cats. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of feel that you earn a cat's love. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's true, but um, you have to get their respect. And I think yeah. that there's a true bonding once they say, hey, you're kind of cool. Yeah, I, I think so. I also think it depends on the personality. Mm-hmm. Because there, um, and again, I'll go into explaining the personalities, but there are some personalities that immediately, right off the bat, you meet that cat and he, he or she is your bestest friend in the entire world. Mm-hmm. So you don't really have to earn it because they feel your heart. They see your heart. And then there are some that, you know, they need their space and they need time to process who you are before they give you that love. So it's very interesting. This, the animal dynamics will explain why, who your animals really are at their core and why they do what they do. There are some dynamics that are absolute 100% lap animals. They want to be with you all the time. They love you. And there are some that need their space. Mm -hmm. And it explains why they do what they do. So you don't try to make them be who they not be. What I mean by that is if I told you, Shelly, all of a sudden stop being Shelly and Mm -hmm. be Dolly Parton, it would be an imitation, but it wouldn't be your, who you truly are. Sure. Well, plus I don't have her her, um, (laughs) curvature. (laughs) 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 But but it's some, see, it, it, it made me understand, especially with one of my cats, why I, he was doing what he was doing. And I was trying to make him stop being his true self. So I stopped trying to make him something he's not. And I started to accept who mm. he is. Okay. Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors coming up. Trucking Moves America Forward, or TMAF, is building a positive image of trucking by telling the story of the hardworking drivers and industry professionals who support the industry. And you can be a part of it. Learn more about TMAF and how you can join and be a part of the industry movement working to build a strong image of trucking by visiting TMAF's website at truckingmovesamerica.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our latest channel, TikTok. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. I had a cat uh, who thought he was a dog, and I kid you not. Uh-huh. I was I was sitting at my at my little place where I was living um, in this town anyway, and my intuition just had me up and running towards the road. I have no idea where I was running. And I just, I got up and I just went because it was so overwhelming that I needed to be there. And I get there and I heard a meowing 
And I, 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 I so of course I follow the, the, the sound and I find this kitten, somebody had thrown him out of, a, out of a vehicle off the freeway. And this cat, I named him Gizmo, um, has forever, like he would follow me everywhere. He would come in the car, he'd come for walks. I mean, he really, really thought he was a dog. It didn't matter where he went, where I went, he was beside me. I don't know if it's because I saved him, but uh, the personality in this cat was not a cat. That's all I can say. I can't explain it, but yeah, it was, it was really cool. Yeah. You have just stated almost word for word, one of the traits of the transcendent. Oh, oh right well, on. <laughs> so that leads into what the animal dynamics are and give you a little taste of each one, if I may. Oh, sure. Absolutely. So the first one is the direct and demanding one. Now, this is the guardian or protector archetype. So think of the human aspect of it would be, you know, when you look at somebody like the rock, he, he gives you like this feeling of protection and care and caretaking and watching out. And then think about on the animal spectrum, maybe some animal like the German shepherd instills this feeling of protection and guardianship. So when they're in the plus spectrum, some things that to, to see if you have a direct and demanding animal is they have a very strong need to guard, protect, and caretake for others. This could be other animals in the house, people in the house, children, doesn't matter. They're caretakers and protectors to their heart and their core. They have a very bold in your face personality. They are not afraid to look you in the eye they do what they want, how they want it, when they want it, and they don't take no for an answer <laughs> very well or not at all, mm -hmm. all right? So in the minus spectrum, again, when they're not feeling so good and they're getting a little bit persnickety and they're trying to let you know they're not feeling good, uh, the minus spectrum, is, is a, it can be hard to keep up with them because they are direct and demanding a lot. They crave a lot of attention, like almost obsessively. Um, they can try your patience. This is honest. It can be very trying and they can be misunderstood and they may come off as being stubborn or obstinate and treated with medication in order to make them more pliable, but it's mm. their personality. So what you're doing is you're trying to tone down their true essence. It's not going to work or it's going to make them feel even worse. Okay. Mm -hmm. So my boy, uh, my German, my German shepherd, uh, my ginger boy, he's a ginger cat, um, is 100, almost 100. He's also a rule breaker, but he's 100% direct and demanding. And he's very... I want what I want when I want it. And I want it when I want it. And mm -hmm. it was driving me crazy because I was like, I can make, I can compromise with all my clients' animals and have them understand me and listen to me and, and compromise with me. But I can't get my own cat to stop waking me up at three o'clock in the morning because that's when he wants to eat. <laughs> and yeah. you don't want to wake Coriel up at three o'clock in the morning. It's not a pretty sight. It, it's not nice. I'm, I'm grumpy. I'm not happy, happy, joy, joy. It's not going to work. Right. So, but when I understood who he was and his dynamic, and I started to see the dynamics in my own animals first, before my clients animals, I got 
I said, ah, it's, it's who he really, really is. So now I can talk to him in a tone of voice that he likes and I can use words that he likes and our relationship has gotten so much better hmm. because of it. So the next one is the empathic archetype or the energetic. Okay. Now, when you think of the energetic in the human aspect, it's the elven queen, Lady Galadria from Lord of the Rings. She was very tuned in, tapped in, feeling everybody's energy, but she also kept a little bit of a distance. She couldn't, you know, she, she needed to keep her distance a little bit from everybody or she would get overwhelmed. So what the energetic is, is they're super sensitive in the plus spectrum, super sensitive to the energies of people, places, things, and situations. Okay. So you want to make sure that the energy in the house feels good, but they also know empathically when you're not feeling good. So this might be an animal who you might not be having a good day or you're, and you haven't said anything. You just come home and you're, that animal is right on you because they sense that you need them. They're empathic, so they get that sense. They're very attracted to people's energies. They love the energies of places, good feeling energies. They, they're, they're good vibes or what they're all about. And they enjoy when you're fully present with them. When you look at them and you see them, when you're with them, not when you're texting or on the phone or anything else like that there, they really love it when you're with them, fully with them. So they might be a really great animal to meditate with or just have some quiet time with and just enjoy one another's energy. Okay. Okay. Mm. Um, <clears throat> they love it when people are still or quiet. You know, so this, and if you do do meditation, this might be one of the animals that comes in and just sits with you immediately as soon as you meditate with them. Okay. So one of the minus spectrums are, they are highly sensitive to the energies in the home. So it's, and if the energy in the home is not good, they can exhibit unwanted behavior. Things like urinating outside the litter box, um, going to the bathroom, defecating outside the litter box, um, all of a sudden destroying things in the house, being aggressive to their person and, and literally attacking their person all of a sudden because they're trying to let you know that the energy needs to change up. You need to do something because it's, it's kind of like for an energetic, if the energy in the house is bad, it's almost like when you rub your feet against the rug and then you touch something metal and it's constantly being shocked. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So then the next one we have is the innovator is what I call the innovator. The innovator is what I also call the rule breaker. Okay. So think of people like uh, Thomas Edison, Nicholas Tesla, uh, Oprah Winfrey. That would be kind of like the equivalent to the um, the innovator or the rule breaker. Now the rule breaker is fun, okay? Um, my boy, my orange ginger is a, a direct and demanding rule breaker, okay? So the rule breaker, some things that they like, they like excitement, they like thrills. So you know the rule breaker might be you know you know a cat that loves to go riding in the car or the cat that loves to go you know uh water skiing or you know parachuting or something like that there um they can be very interested in the way things work almost obsessed so for example 
Ta'u, because I gotta I gotta use him. I only have two cats. So Ta'u is um he's very interested, he's fascinated by the toilet <laughs> <laughs> and the shower. He's fascinated by that. So um they're very interested in the way things work. They embrace their uniqueness, they love to be unique, they love it when you're unique. So they might not use the typical toys. So like a dog that plays with a cat's toy or a cat that loves a Kong for a dog. It's, they love it. They love doing unique, special things. Puzzles are great for them because they're, they're super intelligent, almost too intelligent for their own good. They will figure out how to do things. Mm -hmm. Like you will be amazed at how the rule breaker will figure stuff out. Tao has figured out if he opens up the closets, the cabinets in the, the kitchen, he knows how to open them up and mm -hmm. slam them back mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. repeatedly, mm -hmm. which gets me up. <laughs> <laughs> they're, di they're a little bit diabolical. Okay? Yep. <laughs> but they're also super, super friendly. They, mm -hmm. they, they're really everybody's buddy. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then we have the minus spectrum. So they can be very type A very overly dominant, very overly protective, very overly constantly on all the time. Um, they can try your patience a little bit, again, like the direct and demanding one. So I got a direct and demanding rule breaker cat. So now you understand why he was trying my patience at three uh -huh. o'clock in the morning. Oh, sure, sure. And then they get bored easily. So you need, you need to think out of the box. They make you think out of the box. So get them unusual toys, uh, make unusual toys. My, his favorite toy, one of his favorite toys is a sock, one of my old socks with catnip and a knot tied at the end. Loves that thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I've tried that's, all that's a good toys. Yeah, that's a great toy. And yeah. it's what costs you nothing except for the catnip. But I've tried like, you know, getting all these other catnip toys. Nah, mm -mm. he doesn't want that. He, of course, wants his sweat sock. So he gets his sweat sock. There you go. Plus, it's also recycling. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, then we have the pacifist. And the past, uh, pacifist is also called the sensory. Okay. And so the equivalent would be my girl sacred. And I'll explain her to you in a second. But also people like Martin Luther King, uh, Gandhi, they're very into their senses. They're very into being a pacifist. They're very, and pacifist does not mean weak, okay? It's just, you know, there's a lot of strength in being a pacifist. It's just the way that it is. So one of the, some of the spectrums in the plus things for the sensory, they love to snuggle with soft things soft beds, really soft beds that they can do that. You know what cats do when they do that kneading thing, mm -hmm. you know? Um, they love to hog comfy places and blankets. So, you know, they might be a bed hogger, you know? They tend to overthink things so that may take them a few minutes before they play with something or get used to something, especially if it's new. Um, they're super sensitive to things like noises, because the sensory is all about the senses. So noises, touches, tastes, smells might be just a little bit too much for them. They can be overthinkers, 
which will mean that they will think too much before they act, or they have a tendency to be a little bit overly concerned for things uh, or uh, other people in their lives or situations. Uh, they love to savor things. You cannot rush a sensory. I cannot treat my boy Ta'u, direct and demanding rule breaker, loves excitement and thrills, sacred, not so much. Sacred is, you know, she needs to take her time. She likes to be, you know, don't, don't pick her up without her permission. It was always, I was always wondering why she was so upset every single time I picked her up before I discovered the dynamics. It's because I would just go and pick her up and just tell her I'm holding you tight, tight, but she'd be crying mm -hmm. because I didn't give her the time to adjust. Um, so the minus spectrums, super sensitive to things like, like I said, noise, touch, taste, smells. So becoming aware of the loud noises in the house or what detergents you're using or cleaning products is really important if you have a sensory animal because they can become extremely sensitive to these things and it could come out in rashes, sinus problems, uh, allergies, and then what happens is, is that because you're using the wrong products, you can then give them medications that they don't need to be on when all you really need to do is just change what you're using in your cleaning products. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Um, they can be mislabeled high maintenance. You know, oh, she's a diva. Uh, again, the sensory is not a real lap cat. The, the, the direct and demanding one is, the rule breaker is they'll be on you all the time like stank on a skunk. But the energetic likes their space. The sensory likes to take their time. So the, it doesn't mean they won't be, you know, coddling with you or cuddling with you. It's just, it's got to be in their time. That's all that it means. Okay. Okay. So then we have the almost the last one. That's the chameleon archetype, which I call the shifter. So people like Robin Williams, Eddie Murphy, because you never know what you're going to get with these guys. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, they have big personalities because they have a little bit of all the dynamics inside of them. Big personalities. They can shift into whatever dynamic is strongest at any time. Uh, you never know from one day or from one moment to the next what personality you're going to get. So it can be a little exciting. It could be fun. It could be awesome. You know, they play. Oh, my God. They play endlessly and are super fun to be around. They really are. But they love to play. This is the dog that you throw that ball for. And that ball can be thrown forever, literally, or until they drop because they want to play, they want to play or the stick or whatever, or they just want to keep on going, running into the, into the lake and running back out of the lake, running back into the lake, you know, it's endless. Sure. So minus spectrums, um, they're all the dynamics rolled into one, thus they can have the minus spectrums of all the other dynamics. So that can be a lot. They can have a lot going on, physical problems, mental problems, uh, you want to say spiritual problems, soul problems, they can have a lot of issues going on and it could be chronic. So chronic allergies, chronic rashes, obsessive licking of themselves, excessive biting of themselves. It could be a lot. 
Um, they could be labeled a troublemaker or too much or high energy and misdiagnosed and tranquilized because of it. Um, because they can play endlessly, they meet, they're going to need a lot of attention. They might also need a lot of places to be able to do this. So a backyard, um, a park, or, or you know, a, a bigger house as opposed to a smaller apartment uh, because they need to play endlessly or a lot of toys. So get ready to spend a lot of money on the toys. Um, and the last thing is they could be super people pleasers, meaning they're putting all their wants and hold, and hold off. They hold off all of their wants and make you their focus. You are their focus. This could eventually lead to physical issues and emotional and mental issues like chewing themselves or obsessive licking because they're so overstressed over what's going on with you and your life. Wow. There are a lot of dynamics there. There are. There are. And I'm only giving a small taste. There's more. Um, and I'm going to be writing a book about them. And that's hopefully going to be coming out by the end of this year. But there, there's more to it than this. But yes, this is there. There is a lot. But it, it's also it makes sense to a lot of people. They can now they can wrap their mind around this because they see these traits in their animals. And they're like and immediately kind of like what Kathy was saying with her cat that she found, she acted without thinking. She went on an intuitive, just knowing. And that's, and she found that cat who was, you know, Gizmo, who was so amazing for her. And the thing of it is, is that you, you can process this with your mind, the animal dynamics, and they, they can make sense. You can say, hmm, okay, this trait does sound like it's my cat. Um, but then you apply to them and you say it with your intuition. You're like, oh God, that's my cat gizmo. Oh my God, that's my dog. That's my dog, you know, Lassie, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, a, it's this knowing. So it, the dynamics I think are really powerful because they come from a place of a knowing, but also come from a place of a left brain and right brain. Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors, coming up. Industry Movement Trucking Moves America Forward is telling the story of the industry. Our safety champions, the women of trucking, independent contractors, the next generation of truckers, and more. Help us promote the best of our industry. Share your story and what you love about trucking. Share images of a moment you're proud of. And join us on social media. Learn more at truckingmovesamerica.com. Kathy DeCaro is nothing short of amazing. She not only drives the world's biggest truck as a heavy equipment operator in Northern Alberta, Canada. She's an international motivational speaker and the author of Dream Big an autobiography about overcoming a lifetime of trauma and abuse that led to dreams of success. Kathy inspires people the world over to change their lives and improve their self-worth. Her book will change your life. She's passionate about personal growth and believes anyone can change their circumstances and overcome their obstacles if they believe in themselves. Her life will amaze you and seriously inspire you. Be sure to order a copy of her book, Dream Big, on Amazon.com.
Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. You know, pets are so much, so much like like real people, like humans. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at the the ones that have been that have suffered extreme abuse and trauma, that have been rehomed and uh, re- can't say really say rehabilitated, but they brought into loving homes coming from a traumatic uh, past, mm-hmm. the the animal will still exhibit you know um, behaviors that are are related to their trauma from the past. Yeah, and um, so just like people, so. Right. Do you think that um, there, when, say you would come across an animal in, in a similar situation, do you think that that animal could communicate to you um, what it needs in terms of healing, do you think? Or is that just too far out there? No, that's not far out there at all. <laughs> okay. that's, I, I've, you know, I've had so many, I've had so many animals who have shown me And I ask them, what do you need? What can we do to support you? When you are going through a traumatic experience and somebody somebody is empathetic, not sympathetic. There's a huge difference between somebody, oh, you poor thing, that's sympathy. I don't want sympathy. I want somebody to say, I understand. What can I do to support you? What can I do to help you? What do you need? And that's why... I think my work is so important because that's what I do. I find out what the animal needs. And if they don't know, then I intuitively figure it out, whether it's flower essences or whether it's maybe they need alternative healing, like acupuncture to clean the chakras out. Maybe they need my healing intensive that I do in all my sessions that clears out the emotional body, the chakras, the physical body, the soul level and the auric field. And that's had incredible results with animals across the board healing so many um, Hmm. emotional problems and physical problems almost instantaneously. It's blowing my mind, but maybe I can find out that what we can do to help support that animal, however it is, they might just need you to just not keep saying that they're an abused animal every single Mm -hmm. time you, you introduce them. Oh, this is Bobo. Bobo was abused. He was locked in a closet for the first 10 years. He, he, that's, they don't want necessarily, the animals have shown me, they do not want their past to define them. They want to be able to say, I've integrated this in who, who I am. <laughs> and this is who I am now, not who I was. Stop introducing me as who I was and see me who I am today. It's been, you know, that, that makes powerful. a lot of sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. And uh, another thing, these rashes that you speak of, um, is it, like, how do you determine whether it's not just a food allergy or something like it's, that's in a bad energy, energetic, uh, in living space, you know, because I mean, I I've had like, my daughter's got a cat that keeps, uh, that has random rashes and she thinks, well, maybe he's gluten intolerant or is certain food that I'm feeding, but I'm thinking also that maybe, you know, it could be some, some negative energy. Like maybe it's not the food. How do you determine which is which? It it could be. And that's a great question. So I think the first and foremost, I tell people, you know, get your animal to the vet and get them checked out by the vet, whether that's your naturopathic alternative vet, or whether that's your vet vet, which is allopathic uh, Western medicine, it doesn't matter. Okay. But you want to make sure that they're healthy. 
don't rely on me. I am not a vet. Yeah. I'm an empath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, it's really, really important to get that because at least then you'll know. Now, sometimes the vet has no idea what's going on. That's an indicator to me. There might be something else going on behind mm -hmm. the scenes, whether right. it's energetically, yes. spiritually, mentally, emotionally. And that's where I start working with my clients over my weekly sessions. And I'm able to then say, okay, this is what's happening. This is what's going on. This is what I'm getting. Let's try this. And I can choose and I can go into feeling if it's the food feeling is it the energy in the house now the beauty of animals are a lot of the times many times they are not like humans they let go of their baggage really quickly they step back into well-being they want to feel good humans have a tendency not all humans but we have a tendency to hang on to stuff yep <laughs> yeah animals aren't like that <laughs> They, yeah. they want to feel good. That's why when I send, that's why I'm getting the results I'm getting with the healing intensives that I'm doing because animals step back into well-being. They're like, oh, wait a minute. There's my well-being. I'm going back in there. See you later. And that's why they are able to release their stuff so quickly. So if it's, I've had animals and I, where I've told my clients, clear your house of its energy. And whatever was going on, whether it was physical issues started melting away, emotional issues, they started feeling better right away, almost. So I would say first and foremost, you can probably start with energetically clearing your house. Look, you clean your house. Why not energetically clear your house? And not only your house, we're dealing with people right now, your listeners, who are on the road a yeah. lot. Yep. with their mm -hmm. animals yeah clear yep. your space doesn't matter if it's the cab of your 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 big rig or whatever wherever you're staying clear that space because that's you're you're bringing what you're going outside of your your big rig and then you're bringing whatever's you were dealing with back into your rig so you know and if you don't want to get sage because to the untrained eye it does smell like wacky weed so don't get if you don't want to use that use things like cedar if you don't want to burn cedar there's there's sage spray there's cedar spray just spray mm -hmm. that in there every once in a while it's and, really and you important. know it's it's also important to to keep our own selves our own mental states um balanced because pet Pick up on how we are, how yeah. we feel. If we're stressed and depressed and angry and, yeah. you know, full of anxiety or whatever's going on in our personal lives, and especially in this day and age, there's so much uh, extra stress due to all the, the COVID and, and, and everything in there. The pets pick up on how we That's feel. Yep. And a lot they of them, really they, they, they'll react, right? Mm -hmm. They know. Yes. yes, absolutely. That's what I've been doing for the last almost three years. The animal dynamics have been put into play in the last three years. And what I've been doing, and that's why I work, I don't do single sessions anymore. Not unless you've already gone through my healing, my, uh, my mm -hmm. session packages with me, because we have to start in weekly sessions because I, I deal with the whole package. Mm -hmm. I deal with what's going on with you, what's going on in your life, what's going on in your animal's life. 
then we find out what's what we do the healing intensive then we find out um and do uh alternative healing so flower essences uh, I develop touches that align the chakras. I show my clients how to do that. The dynamics also have touches and words and phrases. And I teach my clients the, the animal dynamics to better their relationship with their animals. So we do a lot. That's amazing. It's amazing mm. amount of wow. work. It's amazing amount. But the whole package is where I'm getting the juicy, unbelievable, incredible results that I have been getting. And again, if people want to, they can go to my website, read my testimonials. Don't believe me. You know, mm -hmm. I could be lying, but at least my, my clients have left their testimonials and that's their true stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's really going to be, it's, it's really, everything is, everything adds into whatever's going on everything. So I become almost like a Sherlock Holmes, but I need my clients to trust me enough that you need to share me with me, the personal stuff. And of course I would never say anything. It's confidentiality, consent all the way, but I need to know what's going on because sure. your animal might be trying to tell you something and animals can't write a post-it note and stick it on the refrigerator and say, Hey mom, energy of the house kind of sucks. Can you clear that please? No, they, yeah. they, they will act out physically so that they can get your attention and say, okay, something's wrong. Kind of so. like little kids do. Uh, yeah. Children, essentially, sure. when they're little, especially, uh, they start acting out when their parents are having problems. And I would imagine it's the same with, with animals, only in a different way. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what you think is my, aunt, my, cat, my cat, my kid is acting up and acting the fool, but why? And especially if it started all of a sudden, why? Ask why and yeah. find out why, because it's the same thing. Or if it's a chronic issue, why can't this get fixed? Why, why is it that this keep coming up? There's more going on than meets the, than meets the eye. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and it's interesting. I'm not sure that people really think about how sensitive animals truly are, maybe more so than we are as humans. What do you think? I think animals like kids are very tapped in. Mm -hmm. They are tapped in to divine. They're tapped into nature. They're tapped in the ley lines. They're tapped in the energies. They're tapped in the spirits. Um, they're tapped in the music. They're tapped into everything. And I think we all come in to this life tapped in through living life, however, through societal pressures, through parental dissupport, we become untapped. And then if we're lucky enough, we get to the point in our lives where we're like, there has to be something more. I have to find more. I have to be more. And I think that's when we start our journey back into getting tapped in. So we're like sense. the animals. Yeah. yeah. We kind of lose sight of that, don't we, as we become adults? We do. Um, we do. Not all of us. Some of us, you know, some of us don't. And we're lucky enough not to get untapped. Some of us, our journey, our life, look, there's no right or wrong, really and truly. It's your journey.
Mm-hmm. So don't say, oh, I'm doing this wrong. I'm, I'm an awful person. I can't believe I can't do this. I'm so stupid. It's not going to help. So just say, you know, something fine, at least now, let me make a decision right now at this moment. What can I do to get tapped in? Maybe listening to different kind of music when I'm driving, maybe listening to relaxing music. So I'm not, you know, this rageful, crazy person on the road. Maybe, you know, getting into a habit of doing, you know, quiet meditation in the evening or in the morning to start my day. Maybe, you know, getting um, cards that are inspirational with inspirational sayings and just picking that once a day or getting a book and reading an inspirational book and a passage from an inspirational book once a day. What can I do? Maybe it's eating the right food. You know, our body is our temple. You know, what are you taking in so that you're putting out, you know? And so I think it's, 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 this is the beauty of it. Spirituality is just really and truly finding what works for you. I'm Mm -hmm. not talking religion. Religion separates human, humanity. Spirituality brings us together. You look at some, what, what taps you in? Is it animal spirit guides? Is it Native American? Is it is it Alaskan? Is it uh, you know Aborigine? Is it you know Celtic? Is it Druid? Is it is it goddesses? Is it gods? Is it fairies? Is it unicorns? I don't care what it is, but if it makes you happy, then start implementing that and tapping into that every day, just a little bit in your life, and that's what the next dynamic is all about. It's about connection. The transcendent is the Zen master. Think of the the entity Yoda. He was very tapped into the force, the force, divine spirit, whatever you want to call it. So what that is all about is that's all about connection. The transcendent loves connection because it understands that connection is paramount. Connection to the nature, connection to divine, connection to their people, connection to humanity, connection to their home, connection, connection, connection. So it's always important for them to be connected. It's It's their happy place. They're connected to the earth. They're just, they're very Zen beings. They're calm, they're cool, they're collected, extremely Zen. So kind of like Kathy, what you were talking about, one of the things about the the transcendent is people are always saying things like, I don't know, this, this animal, this animal doesn't act like a cat, doesn't act like a horse, doesn't act, he's more human than horse, he's more dog than cat, he's more cat than dog. It's, that's, your indicator, you might Mm -hmm. have a transcendent animal because they're evolving out of what, they're more than just their package and they're evolving out of that. Mm -hmm. So they're they're thought of as extremely wise. You look into their eyes, they're extremely wise. They're old souls, always told that they're old souls. You know, for animals, again, like I said, they're, they're, they're more human. This dog is more human than animal. Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors, coming up. TNCRadio.live is proud to carry the Steve Summers Overnight Drive Show. 
TNCRadio.live is dedicated to commercial drivers. We offer the news, traffic, and weather you need, and the entertainment, sports, talk, music, and celebrity interviews you want to hear 24-7. We have original shows and trucker podcasts that feature some of your favorites, like Ice Road Alex Demogorski and America's Truckin' Sweetheart Marcia Campbell. TNCRadio.live is convenient and designed for professional drivers. The best part is we're free, and you can listen anywhere you are on the road. With just one tap, you can tune into Steve Summers and us right on your phone. Simply download our app by going to app.tncradio.live. That's app.tncradio.live. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. Welcome to the second hour of Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy DeCaro. We've been talking with internationally acclaimed animal communicator Corielle Kramer. She's been giving us some fascinating information into how do animals think, how connected they really are with us, along with different personality types that she calls animal dynamics. In our previous hour, she even talked about how zen-like all animals in our world really are. Let's delve further into Coriel's incredible insight into animals and how they think, along with some actual pet analysis, and how she connects telepathically with them in this second hour, right here on Women Road Warriors. Do you think that they can trans, uh, cross the line further than cats and dogs, like into birds or reptiles? Oh, absolutely. Because it's I know right. we saved a bird. We re, well, re, uh, rescued this bird, this budgie, and uh, once... We, we, we had so much love for this bird. He's all, all of a sudden, two years ago, he started talking and he's seven years old, right? And mm-hmm. he just started talking. They're like, oh my God, budgies do not talk, but mine does. Yeah, that's cool. That's really, really cool. That's <laughs> something where it's like, you know, and what, what are they saying? What's, what's he saying is also important too. Well, yeah, you know? he says happy bird. He says pretty boy, because we call him pretty boy. He says his name, Petrie. <laughs> He, my great. sister taught him, like she whistles a lot. He imitates the exact same whistles. Um, she, now this bird, he goes, you know, like the, I can't whistle very well. You know, like the, the sexy whistle. Uh-huh. <laughs> I can't whistle, but anyway. That, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So when, when, when you yeah. walk into the room, the bird does that. <laughs> okay, yeah. I had a bird that did that too. <laughs> no, Birds great. are extremely, yeah. they're, they're, they're a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I have one bird that is a rule breaker of a longtime client of mine. And what was happening was, was that uh, Tulip did not like being touched. She would bite the hand, literally the hand that fed her. So what Mm. was happening was, was that we discovered that she didn't want to be touched with the hand. She Mm. wanted to be touched with the back scratcher. She loved the back scratcher. She would Mm. turn her back and let her person touch her. The hand was too much. Interesting. Yeah. And so, so you guys have got some interesting animals too. Yes. You know? And I see pictures. Um, I, you have. Yeah. You have. <laughs> so I'm going to take Shelly first. So, Shelly, you got Jasmine mm-hmm. and She's you got a- Maverick. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Jasmine was the new addition after my little micro dude died mm-hmm. a little over two years ago. Mm-hmm. Maverick was extremely bummed out. I I, I knew that, um, mm-hmm. so I got her fairly quickly after Mister Doodles died, and it, it's been an interesting adventure. <laughs> with yeah, her. yeah, she's an interesting 
dynamic. So what you have in Jasmine is her main core dynamic is rule breaker. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, and that's what people say immediately. They're like, oh yeah, that, that's, you know it. You just say, yeah, that's her. So yeah, she's a rule breaker. So thinking outside the box would be really good with her. Plus she's also gonna be, you know, she's too smart for her own good. She's also a shifter. So she's got a little bit of everybody else in her which is kind of, which is kind of fun. So the rule breaker is really what's driving the bus. And then the shifter that she's got varying degrees of the other ones in her as well. So one of the things she says is she loves to make you laugh. It's her very favorite thing to do, Shelly. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> All right. She would love spend, she loves spending time with you, especially when she's not working. Um, I wish I could drive with her too. She's again, the rule breaker, maybe taking her in the car and seeing how she feels, w putting her on a leash and a, and a harness or maybe putting her in a, a, a carrier. And then as you're driving, see how she acts. But she would love to go in the car. She's saying she loved to go in the car. Um, and she thinks that you're an extremely special person. She doesn't give herself enough credit. She says, I want her to really know that wow. she's how incredible she is. And I want her to own that, she says. You are, Shelly. Well, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Then you have Maverick. Maverick is interesting. Maverick is a direct and demanding sensory. So he's in your face, super friendly, super loving. Uh, but he does things in his own time. Yep. You might want to get him some, uh, some, you know, really, really comfy beds and things like that there if you don't already, because he would love to, he would love that. He had something very important to tell you. He said, tell her that even though she's a little sassy pants, that I'm happy she brought Jasmine into my life. She's my <laughs> friend. She's my soulmate. <laughs> she brings me so much joy. And she also puts up with my shenanigans, he says. Oh, that's um, funny. That's interesting. That's your new nickname, Shelly, Sassy Pants. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and he used these words to you, Sassy Pants. Sassy pants. Now he was talking about he was talking about Jasmine. Oh, that that okay. would fit Jazzy absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. He was talking about okay. Jasmine. Um, I still I still like calling uh, Shelly sassy. You pants can call her sassy That's pants. It. That's fine. <laughs> Everybody's sassy pants. Um, then he said she brought the joy, but Jasmine. She brought the joy. Actually, I think she's talking about both of you. She brought the joy back into my life. I loved being with Shelly, but I was missing part of myself when Micro died. I couldn't get out of my head. That's a true sensory trait. He just couldn't get out of his head. Um, and I think I would have gone crazy if it was going on for much longer. Wow. Um, let me ask you, was he, when he was sick, when he was, when micro died, mm -hmm. did he over groom himself a lot? Mm. No, actually, he um, uh, Maverick would help him. Maverick's the fussy one. Micro dude was always not that great at grooming. I would have to help him with that. No, that I'm sorry. A... When mm -hmm. when Micro dude passed, mm -hmm. how was was Maverick, Maverick over grooming? He might have been. I know that he okay. he developed a cold, um, okay. so that told me he had some stress going on. He was. Um, he didn't have a whole lot of time, I think, to grieve because I got jazzy shortly after. Um, mm -hmm. But Micro Dude had been severely sick for about two weeks. And I know that um, Maverick was trying to help him. And he yeah. would sleep next to his box. I had him, uh, Micro Dude, in a box with a blankie and all of that. And 
uh, he was having lots of issues. And Maverick really tried not to leave his side. So, yeah. yeah. Hmm. They were very tied. Microdude on the other end of the spectrum was 100% transcendent. He was very, very zen. He was very, very, to me, he seemed like he was very, very spiritual. Um, tell them, he says, that I'm still around. Please let Maverick know that it's okay. He's moving on. And that's always what I want for him. He doesn't have to feel bad. Please let him know that he has my 1000% permission to be happy. And Shelly, even though I was no spring chicken, it was my time and the life I was, I had surpassed all my wildest dreams. It was perfect. And I have you to thank for that. So thank you, he says. Oh, wonderful. And then he says, yes. The answer, tell her the answer is yes. I did send Jasmine to them. She was my gift to you. Oh, really? Because I named her Jasmine because it means the gift from God, actually. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Kathy Anubis is a rule-breaking sensory. <laughs> yes, I would agree. 100%. Now, now, who is a, a, a Anubis, Kathy? Uh, this is the cat. My daughter and I went into SPCA and uh, saved. Yep. Uh, he was a cat that was destined to be, uh, I guess, terminated. He was in the far. We had to go through four doors to get this cat. And even the person at the desk said, you do not want this cat. And my daughter said, no, 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 no. And so, no. Um, yeah, he's quite the cat. I, I had him in my house for two years. And now my daughter moved out. So she's she has him. So he, he thinks that what's your daughter's name? Tannis. T-A-N-I-S. Tannis. Okay, Tannis. Um, he thinks she's awesome. Uh, she, he really feels like she gets him uh, and her and his flaws all and with my personality with all my flaws <laughs> and all. Um, uh, he, he asks if she can just m make sure she plays with him a little more and a little bit differently. That makes sense to me, especially since he's a rule breaker. So you really want to make sure he likes string toys, feather toys, you know, so, you know, change it up a bit. And, and tell her not to be lax on the treats, he says. <laughs> <laughs> so those are your animals. They were really awesome uh, to get to know, even if it was just for a little bit. So I want to thank you guys sincerely. Yeah. Well, I, this is so cool. Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors coming up. Trucking Moves America Forward, or TMAF, is building a positive image of trucking by telling the story of the hardworking drivers and industry professionals who support the industry. And you can be a part of it. Learn more about TMAF and how you can join and be a part of the industry movement working to build a strong image of trucking by visiting TMAF's website at truckingmovesamerica.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our latest channel, TikTok. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. My question is, how do you actually get into their heads? And do they say, who are you and why are you talking to me? No, because uh -huh. I have a way of working. I don't know how other animal communicators work. Um, the way I work is always with respect. Mm -hmm. I see the animal as equal. I don't see me better than them. I don't see them better than me because what happens with that is it's a disproportionate 
way of seeing things and you can't truly talk to another being, even if it's a human being, if you put them on a pedestal, you're not being true. And then if you see them as lower, you're not really talking to them or you're talking at them. So I wanna talk with them. So what I do is I always introduce myself. I ask their permission. Consent for me is super important. I don't fully connect to an animal unless I first have their consent. I don't okay. send them healing without their consent. I don't give them flower essences unless they're ready to give up their, their behaviors. If they're not ready to give up their behaviors, I don't force it on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ask them for their consent, 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 consent. It's super important. It gives them this feeling of not being assumed upon. Rather, it gives them this feeling of being seen and heard that I'm somebody that they can trust, that I am, it shows that I respect them as a fellow being. And that's where the great communications come in. That's just fascinating. You, you're spot on in, in uh, personality types here. And it's it's really yeah. interesting. It's absolutely fascinating. And you're right, Shelly. There's so many drivers that do have their pets with them that would would 100% want to communicate, would talk to you and, you know, yes. connect. I would love that. I would love that. Hopefully they'll give you a call or uh, email you um, so that they can, you can work with their animals. Because I would think that it'd be kind of challenging to have animals on the rig. Um, if, if they yeah. are happy, you know, because there yeah. changes all the time. It could be, but if they have, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it could be, I'm sure it can be, you know, it's a mixed bag. I'm sure, you know, because I have right now, I'm working with somebody who's a long hauler. One of my clients is a long hauler. I'm working for his chihuahua, working with him and his chihuahuas. Uh, but he doesn't take the chihuahuas with him. They're just, they're right now. I think they would eventually go with him but right now. It would it would not work out. It would be uh, pretty bad. So, yeah. Well, different personality types can be a challenge and trying to dial in exactly what they want and what the owner wants. But it's amazing how you can really dial it in. You, you dialed in Jazzy. I mean, she, she, <laughs> oh my. I would say she's probably the naughtiest cat I've ever had, but just a sweetheart. <laughs> just a sweetheart, uh-huh. you know. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and and she does get Maverick going. Um, uh-huh. the, the the term sassy pants that you said he said um, that fits. Like, there are times when he's like, "Get me out of here!" You know, I need I need some space from her. And other well, times yeah. he's like, "What is she up to?" He'll follow yeah. her around, or he'll t- completely lose his mind, and they go flying through the air and, and through the room, and they'll run over your head. They don't care. You know, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a complete. Uh, sensory trait that you said he sometimes he needs a space it's too much mm-hmm. you know he needs he needs to to um he, he needs time to to adjust like my boy toes the orange ginger right and sacred is my my black cat girl so she's very she's an angora so she's got what i call pretty prancing pants she's got these jod furs and a big fat tail and sometimes sometimes um, Ta'u will be a little bit too rough on her, you know? And, but what I'm noticing is, is that she's evolving a little bit out of the sensory and she's bringing more into the rule breaker because sometimes she'll she'll stand up to him. Mm -hmm. And she never did that before. But sometimes she's like, oh no, it's on like Donkey Kong. Okay, we're going to go after each other now. You want to play? Okay, here we go. And it's like, 
I, so he's actually bringing stuff, another dynamic out to her, which I find very, very interesting. But I tell him, I tell him all the time, Tal, you got to be, be cool. Okay. You can't jump on her like, you know, like that. She can't handle it. This is not WWF. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I have a question. Um, what, what do you think about the, the animals that can pick up on people's health that are, say they have cancer right, and they know that. Um, I know I worked as a, a nursing supervisor in a, a special care unit, which was mostly Alzheimer's. And this cat that was a resident there would always go to the door of the, pe of the person that was next to die, um, who would, who's at that stage. And towards the, the final moments of that person, this cat would never leave their side and he would stay there until the very end. And it didn't matter, you know, because I mean, it was a terminal place where I lived. So he would kind of shift. Um, do you think that the cats can pick up on even uh, say their owner, I'm not saying this particular instance, but even in, in, in the house, say I get, I get diagnosed with cancer. Do you think the pet would pick up on that? Or is it just a, a specific type of pet or the bond that you have? Because that was pretty amazing. This cat knew exactly who was next to go. Well, you're you're really you're really good, cat. <laughs> you're really good uh, because you keep mentioning these these dynamics without understanding that you're mentioning the dynamics. So there are basically really right now six that I talk about, but there's mm -hmm. also a seventh one that I found, and I'm finding that each dynamic is tied to a different chakra. So okay. I did a download. That's what I call when I get like mass. That's how I got the dynamics. They got downloaded into me really. Um, and the dynamic that you're describing almost to a T is the seventh dynamic, which I have not really developed yet. And it's hmm. called the Oracle. The Oracle can sense when something's wrong. The Oracle can, can feel or almost see when something's coming. So we're talking animals who sense tsunamis, animals, hurricanes, tornadoes, um, cancer or, or, or diseasement in the body. These are the oracles. Yes, the energetic feels the person's energy. And if their energy feels off, then they can, they, they understand mm -hmm. that there's something wrong. The empathic can sense when there's something um, when that person's emotions are off and they're needing them and things like that there, but that's not the same as the Oracle, the Oracle mm -hmm. sees. Interesting. And yes. So to answer your question, yes, you have basically introduced the seventh dynamic the first oh. time on the radio. So awesome. Wow. Well, very cool, Kathy. <laughs> Wait, not bad. Um, in, in line with that, um, do you, here's a cat. I babysit, I house sit this woman's cat, uh, two cats. She's, these are her, her, her babies when she travels. And one of the cats is this little joy, jewel of a cat. And he's always so full of love. And um, this cat is always, Everywhere I go, like uh, it's, uh, I think Shelly, you've seen it on, on my on my Facebook page. He's on my laptop. Yes, he's, like, he's always so sitting there. He's just the sweetest thing. But it, what happened is, some I realized something uh, a few times back when I was um, 
house sitting. I'm like, oh, this cat just needs so much love. So I'm giving him love and he's following me around. He's always laying on me, he's sleeping beside me until I realized I had it backwards, that the cat was giving me the love that I needed because mm. I, I'm such a giver and I do so much for the world and so much for other people. And I'm constantly, you know, I, I'm out there that I tend to forget sometimes what I need right and I um this cat was picking up on it and when it hit me it hit me like a like a bolt of lightning I'm like oh my god this cat it's not me giving love to the cat it's the cat giving the love that I need that he's filling me what he could sense it even mm -hmm. though I couldn't sense it myself and mm -hmm. that it, it changed everything in the way I view animals that one moment that's yep. that's cool yeah that is cool and that's what animals that's what the animals can do for us is is that we think that you know again because we're human we come from the me 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 perspective to a certain extent you know it, it it's you know yes we're all givers but also you know we can get that tunnel focus of me 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 oh my god look what's happening to me look what look what look what i'm doing now look how this bad is going for me how this good is going for me 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 so what it is is that the animals give us uh the ability to take the blinders off mm -hmm. yeah so that we can see no it's not so much look what's happening to me it's just look what's happening mm -hmm. that's a totally different perspective the the new uh, the when you say look what's happening to me you are putting blinders on so you only see you and what's happening to you but when you just say no wait a minute i'm going to stay open to the diamond in this pile of not so good stuff and i'm going to say i'm going to stay open to look and say look what's happening here mm -hmm. so that i can widen my stance and just see and not mm -hmm. miss the opportunities that whatever this is bringing in to into my life hmm. stay tuned for more of women road warriors coming up industry movement trucking moves america forward is telling the story of the industry our safety champions the women of trucking independent contractors the next generation of truckers, and more. Help us promote the best of our industry. Share your story and what you love about trucking. Share images of a moment you're proud of. And join us on social media. Learn more at truckingmovesamerica.com. Kathy DeCaro is nothing short of amazing. She not only drives the world's biggest truck as a heavy equipment operator in Northern Alberta, Canada. She's an international motivational speaker and the author of Dream Big, an autobiography about overcoming a lifetime of trauma and abuse that led to dreams of success. Kathy inspires people the world over to change their lives and improve their self-worth. Her book will change your life. She's passionate about personal growth and believes anyone can change their circumstances and overcome their obstacles if they believe in themselves. Her life will amaze you and seriously inspire you. Be sure to order a copy of her book, Dream Big, on Amazon.com.
Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. You know, animals have so much empathy and they can sense so many things. They sense things that people don't always sense. My micro dude was uh, a lot like that. He would be on my lap and he, uh, I sent you a picture of him. You yep. look into his eyes. It, it just, it looked like he truly did love me. Uh, he, um, and he hated it if I was not happy. Uh, he was a much more <laughs> obedient um, when I wasn't looking. He'd still get up and uh, on the counter when I wasn't looking and he fell asleep next to the butter dish one night. So, <laughs> and there was butter all over his face, you know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but just a sweetheart. And and I felt like he could feel things with me. Although I also feel that with Jazzy, but it's on her terms. <laughs> My Jazzy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's that's true. And and again, that is the the dynamic of who he was, which was the transcendent. So he's very divine. He's very spiritual. They they People want to know, can animals animals be spiritual? Absolutely. Animals can be spiritual. Look, look at how they're tapped in to divine, unconditional, Christ-like consciousness and love. Mm-hmm. The, that, that, that animal will un- love you unconditionally. Yes. Whether yeah. you're having a good day or bad day. Mm-hmm. Okay. What, Even what, if you abuse that animal, and I'm not saying your listeners do, nobody is abusing the animal. I'm just saying, but animals who have been abused, sometimes it takes them a little while to, to, it takes them a while to get it. Like this person is trying to hurt me, not because they're stupid. Animals are not stupid. They're highly, highly intelligent, reasoning, thinking beings. But it's because their Christ-like consciousness and unconditional love is saying, don't give up on this person. Mm -hmm. Love this person until this person can love themselves. That is powerful. Oh, yeah. Yes, it is. What about the aggression in some animals? We haven't talked about that. You get some, like uh, Anubis, example. I know he he was rather aggressive. That's why they put him in the back corner of, of Timbuktu. But um, even though he's got so much love for my daughter and she's actually transformed this cat, he randomly um, will just scratch her or, or bite her for no apparent reason. And I know there's lots of animals out there who just, you know, become aggressive. It, 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 what could that be from, do you think? Do you think it's an energy thing? Is he picking it up from her because she's pretty moody or is it something else? Like, you know? It could be because the sensory, again, is sensitive to noises and mm-hmm. and thoughts and touches and it's got to be on their terms and things like that there. Um, so what I would say is your daughter should start seeing what is happening at the time that he's getting aggressive what what is going on with her what was she thinking what well, was she saying lately what was she like, doing she wakes she wakes her up always this is a new thing he'll lick her lick her lick her and then he'll chomp on her cheek right? oh my <laughs> she's she's sending me videos look mom he was licking me and then he just chomps he chomps her forehead <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, maybe he's hungry. <laughs> Let's hope not. <laughs> Let's hope, yeah, really. We don't want 
It's a tennis, it's just happen. a love bite. It's just a love bite. It's not like a, a shredding right. thing. He's not know? drawing, he's yeah. not drawing blood. No, no. Okay. <laughs> it's just a I think again, and I know this may be hard for people to understand, but the sensory, the sensory is is loves, you know. Uh, the n nice noises and smells mm -hmm. and taste, and it might be that he she tastes good to him. It, it's kind of like it's kind of like somebody's, you know, when you have somebody in your life and you love their smell without it being. <laughs> Wait till weird. I tell her that. Oh, that's <laughs> okay. Without it being weird. Okay. Yeah. And it could be that he just because animal, especially cats, they they do their senses a yeah. lot through their tongue, mm -hmm. a lot. So hmm. it might be that he's just like, oh yeah, I just love her. Ooh, I just want to do, you know, like an Italian grandma pinching the cheeks, you know? But I would also say that if she doesn't like it, to let her him know, I don't like this. Can we find some other way? I don't mind the licking, even though I, the licking the cat tongue is brutal yeah. on some parts of the body. Yeah. Okay? yeah. Like the, eye, the eyelids are brutal. Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so uh, you uh, compromise, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe he's trying to he's, tell her something, he's like, trying to uh, tell her something or, or <laughs> that, or he might be just saying, you know, I want to do this action, but you know, mm -hmm. compromise with your animal. Okay. I'm not really feeling this action that you're doing. <laughs> How about you try doing this instead? I know it sounds kooky, but uh, it's animal communication. You're simply asking your animal to do something. It's one yeah. being talking to another being. Get your head out of the sky mm -hmm. about it being an animal. It's one being talking to another being. That's mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. All I know is that I think the power of love is healing in every area of life. Yes. Um, just to see the transformation from this cat from when we picked him up to three years later, just from her love alone has yeah. been absolutely beautiful to witness as a bystander. And I know it's the same in real life when you, when you are able to give out love to the people around you, no matter what's going on, I think it really has that ripple effect of, of, of healing. And even if the people, the, the, the person isn't able to see it immediately, it's still there. It still blossoms inside, right? whether it's animals or, or humans. I totally agree. Yeah. I absolutely agree. And I think what it is with, with, with Anubis also is, is that he just might be, you know, the, it might also be the rule breaker coming out. He needs to do something that's a little bit different. And he, <laughs> that's the way he shows his love. Yeah, you know, it's like kiss, it might kiss, be kiss, weird, chomps. but here's the thing also, animals, again, I have found this out, okay, through my doing this for a hot minute, animals just don't do anything for giggles, mm -hmm. okay, that they don't sense. do yeah. anything just yeah. because, yeah, there's always a reason behind their action, so if you can find out what that is, then you can hopefully get them help in order to help them stop it if it's an unwanted behavior. Or you can always just, you know, ask them to compromise. Now, it might take a little bit, you know, for it to sink in, mm -hmm. but animals never do anything just for 
no, no, just because it's a Tuesday. Right. I'm yeah. doing it, it's a Tuesday. No, there's always a reason behind it. Always. Hmm. And it's interesting how they can suddenly do something that might not be their personality. You, you don't know what gets into them. It's like, wow, that's that's new. Uh, right. And it, it almost feels like they're trying to get your attention. I know I do work a lot, so that may be part of it, like with Jasmine. Um, mm -hmm. I remember when Maverick was a kitten, uh, he hated the word no. She just ignores the word. It doesn't exist in her vocabulary. When he was little, he'd hear the word no. He'd go tearing through the room, scratching on his, on his scratching ramp, and then start tossing things around on the floor, making lots of noise. He was having a temper tantrum. <laughs> hmm. Direct and demanding. Direct and demanding. Yeah, and it was rather interesting. I had never really experienced a kitten having a tantrum. <laughs> and, and then he would look at you like, you know, if I was bigger, I could eat your face. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors coming up. TNCRadio.live is proud to carry the Steve Summers Overnight Drive Show. TNCRadio.live is dedicated to commercial drivers. We offer the news, traffic, and weather you need, and the entertainment, sports, talk, music, and celebrity interviews you want to hear 24-7. We have original shows and trucker podcasts that feature some of your favorites, like Ice Road Alex Demogorski and America's Truckin' Sweetheart Marcia Campbell. TNCRadio.live is convenient and designed for professional drivers. The best part is we're free, and you can listen anywhere you are on the road. With just one tap, you can tune into Steve Summers and us right on your phone. Simply download our app by going to app.tncradio.live. That's app.tncradio.live. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. I think what... And I believe it was Shelly who touched on this earlier. Humanity has been going through a huge, huge shift. Yep. Really in the last 25 to 30 years. Okay. But really it's been ramping up the last eight. Now I don't, I'm not talking politics. I don't do politics. I don't talk politics or religion because that separates us. I want to talk about what, what makes us come together, not things that separate us. Mm -hmm. But, um, it's like energetically, it's really come to head in the last three. So we're talking COVID. Now, what's been happening is a lot of animals have been spending more and more time with their people, whereas before it wasn't so much. Maybe. Right. And what's happening is, is that, and this is why I do the healing intensive that I do. What's been happening is, is that their filters to their their auric field, which is, you know, to their emotions, to their chakras, to their soul, uh, to their physical body is becoming clogged with stuff that they used to be able, the filters are getting clogged with stuff that they used to be able to deal with energy and, and negative emotions and negative behaviors and fear and strong emotions and worry and concern and panic and, you know, all this kind of stuff, it's overwhelming them. So the level five level healing that I do clears out all of that 
of the energy that's stuck. And I do different techniques for different levels. And, um, it, and that's why it's so powerful because they are being affected and it's coming out in things like physical issues, uh, mental issues, behavioral issues, uh, you know, all different kinds of issues, rashes, uh, you know, them biting themselves and, and self-abuse and, and things like that there. Uh, so what we're doing is, is that we're working with the people now and clearing out the animals, chakras and, and everything else that's, that's clogged and with amazing results. But that's, yes, I mean, that's what's going on with a lot of the animals today. Are they feeling our frustration, you think, and, and apprehension? Oh, absolutely. And yeah, absolutely. I think they feel our frustration, our worry. And usually, again, they can connect to their their filter of Christ-like consciousness and unconditional love. But what happens is eventually, just like any kind of any anything, you can only fill a bag with so much stuff before it becomes clogged. Or rips. Or yeah. yeah. So, so what happens is their their fields that usually connect them to their feeling good and their well being are getting mucked up. Um, they said muck, mucked up. Mm -hmm. And what happens is is that they're not able to keep up. Okay. Do they understand what's going on? Uh, I would think all of this would be confusing to them. I mean, do they have an understanding of uh, abstract thought? Because uh, it's kind of abstract when you're talking about a virus and a pandemic. Do they understand any of that based on what they're picking up from humans? Yes. They do. And they okay. also feel it. They okay. also feel it energetically. The, okay. The, <laughs> I learned about the shift of consciousness. It's what I call what humanity is going through. This is a massive shift mm -hmm. that's happened that's hap that hasn't happened for a millennia, okay? So it is a at least two millennia. So it's a massive energetic shift that's happening for humanity. And when the shift is happening, what happens during it is humanity has to rise up. They have to become more, they have to transform, they have to transcend for a better way of saying it. They've got to let go of their stuff, the stuff that's not working anymore, the, the stuff that's holding you back from becoming better. And the mindsets, the limited mindsets, the self-abuse, the self, you know, the self-hate, the, the hatred of others, the, the hatred of, of uh, destroying of nature. They gotta stop and let things go and become and reassess what's important. And this is massive and it's been going on for a while. And I learned from this, I learned about this shift of consciousness three years before it really started happening. And I learned from it from two llamas. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> and it start in three years to the day stuff started happening so that they told me was going to happen they predicted yep all of this interesting what did Everything. they say to you they told me that there was going to be a uh, there's going to be good and there's going to be bad but they said they told me for me personally that i have to do everything i can to help as many people as i can and especially their animals rise up vibrationally as much as possible now, I just thought that was through animal communication, and I was also doing psychic work at the time. 
but I understand now that the animal dynamics will change the world. It's, it can change the way people see animals. Mm-hmm. It can bring animals and people together so that they can really see one another and be with one another in a, a highly cognitive, um, understanding and beautiful way so that we can then understand we need to bring the animals with us. They need to, they want us to come with them. We're not superior. We're not better because we have a thumb or two thumbs. We're not, you know, they're not better than us. I don't like when people say, well, animals are better than humans. Not always. Okay. I've met some really cuckoo animals. Okay. Animals are soul too. That's how I see it. Yeah, they are. And they're a spark of God, they're soul. Yes. They have a, they do, they absolutely do, but they also want us to come with them. The animals don't want to see us better than them. They don't want to see them better than us. They want us to walk with them, not walk apart from them. It's been too long. So this is what, what I got told was there was going to be a massive shift. I got told that there was also going to be a president that there was never going to be before in the white house. I'm going to say that was Obama. You know, and I was going to also say that there was after that, there was going to be a massive test. Let's call it a test where uh, humanity was going to be tested about, okay, are you guys really raising up your vibration or are you still into your shenanigans? Right. Now is politically, we could talk about that, but I don't want to talk about politics. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we could also talk about it being COVID, but we gotta, you know, we have to show, we have to start being our best selves if we're going to rise up because it's not going to get any easier. It's, it's, it's a tsunami of energy to rise us up to the next level in the next plateau. It's right. got to be a huge tsunami, tsunami in order to get us up there, because if not, we're going to fall by the wayside. From what you're describing, animals actually, it sounds like they're further evolved than we are spiritually. I think, again, I think it's the, the, there are very, there are very, spiritual people dalai lama very spiritual yeah um the uh you know the people after people after people we could talk about who they are and and say this is a spiritual person this spiritual person i think what it is is that animals yes animals it goes back to what we were saying before how tapped in are you how tapped in do you want to be what do you do to tap yourself in to a power greater than yourself on a daily basis? Because that connection is going to show you that you're worthy. It's going to show you that you're, you're, you're amazing. It's going to show you how extraordinary you are. It's going to show you how much you're loved. It's going to show you how much you can change the world and be a good person and a better person and not get all caught up in the outside stuff <laughs> for want of a better way of well, saying it. They're very true. Yes. And people do get caught up in that all the time. So. Right. Yes, we do. We do. This is so fascinating. I mean, I could talk to you for hours, Coriel. Um, I know, right? <laughs> and, and it's amazing how all of this comes full circle 
I know that there are going to be some people who want to reach out to you. Where do they find you? Uh, do you do, obviously you do remote sessions and all of that. How, how would all of that work? I would tell people go to my website and the website is very easy. It's my name. So it's CorielKramer.com. Uh, and then I would ask them to please look around, look around at the way the pages that I have on my website, they talk about the way that I work, what I'm going to expect from you, what you can expect from me. Uh, if what I, that I'm, I'm going to be working in, in weekly pa packages, uh, look at how I work. I have videos on my site that show you the energetic healing that I do that show you what the dynamics and go more into detail about each dynamic. So look around, feel into it. If it feels right to you, then please contact me through the contact page on my website. Answer please all the questions because all the questions tell me a lot and they're very important. So I ask you some, not personal, but I ask you some really honest questions. So answer them all, send that to me. When that gets sent to me, I will, uh, I use, you can upload a photo of your animal. I look at that photo and see if the animal is ready to work with me. And then we do a possibility call. And that's where I go into feeling into your energy and seeing if I want to work with you. You feel into my energy and see if I, you want to work with me. And also, I'll let you know more about the, the work that I'm going to be doing. And again, what I expect from you, because I do, if you want the results, we need to do home play. I don't like the word homework. So it's home play. And I need you to do these every week. And we're going to be working Every week, I do five weeks, eight weeks, 10 weeks, and 12 weeks, and 15 weeks sessions. Of course, we can do more or less if you wanted to, but no less than five. And then, um, you know, the home play is where you do things that I tell you to do. And if you don't do them, we're going to have a problem. But if you do them, you're going to get amazing results. And um, yeah, and that's, that's what I do. That's how I do it. And it's uh, incredible work. It's amazing work. And uh, I love what I do. <laughs> you are a super talented and fascinating lady. This is so very cool. I'm, I'm so glad we've had a chance to talk with you. Well, it's been you. wonderful. Absolutely educational, super interesting. And oh my gosh, what great time talking with you. Uh, mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank yes. you. Thank you, Shelly. Thank you, Kathy. It's been an absolute pleasure. I love talking with you guys. You have wonderful energy. And I love what you do. And your show, I think, is super, super important. And I know your listeners understand that. And mm -hmm. I know it, it helps a lot of people. So thank you for having me on. Well, thank you. And thank you for taking a look at our fur babies. That's been so neat. Um, I love your insight. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I may You're reach welcome. out to you some, somewhere down the road about Jazzy Girl, though. I, she's... <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I need to understand her better, maybe. <laughs> yeah, well, we can we can definitely sh I can definitely work with you and we can show you how to make sure that her her dynamic or dynamics are in the healthiest states that they can possibly be through touches and words and phrases and toys and and interaction. And it's all it's all across the board. So absolutely, I'd be thrilled to do it. That'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you, Coriel. Thank um, you, guys. 
You've been listening to a great interview with animal communicator Corielle Kramer. Once again, you can reach her at her website at coriellekramer.com. Her first name is spelled Coriel, C-O-R-Y-E-L-L-E, then Kramer with a K. So it's coriellekramer.com. Let us know what you thought of the interview. And if you have any questions for Coriel and we can bring her back on the show, we can go over your questions. That'd be terrific. You can message Women Road Warriors at info at tncradio.live. Oh, and don't forget, be sure to subscribe to our podcast. You've been listening to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. If you want to be a guest on the show or have a topic or feedback, email us at info at tncradio.live. Thank you for listening to another great interview on tncradio.live. All of the material you hear on tncradio.live on our website, our broadcasts, or our podcasts are copyrighted. There can be no distribution without the express consent of tncradio.live and its partners. For inquiries, write us at info at tncradio.live.